This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 530 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. On today's USDF episode, we have a couple of competitors from the most recent USDF Festival of Champions. Small Tour Champion Endel Otz joins us, as well as Dressage Sheet Finals aged 14 to 18 champion Mackenzie Peer. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. Hi, Reese. We were just <laughs> talking about how busy you've been and all the <laughs> neat stuff you've been up to. Yeah, it's it's really so you had your really busy time, what, two weeks ago? And now yeah. this is sort of my like pedal to the metal time this, this these three weeks. So last week at the Kentucky Horse Park was the American Eventing Championships. Um, and it was really, it was quite something. There were over, I think there were like 960 horses or something. There were, there were tons of horses, huge divisions. Uh, it was amazing. Like I was so amazed by the whole experience like it was really cool there were seven rings going on there were horses doing show jumping there were horses on cross country like i don't know how people kept it straight i could barely find my rings where my people were uh, <laughs> but it was really cool it was a great week and i will just say in general thumbs up to the eventers now these were the national these were the riders that had come to the national championships but i will tell you the dressage that i saw at every level that i saw it i i coached 10 people last week and the dressage. So I, I really, I had everything but an advanced horse. I did have an advanced horse do the test ride. So I literally saw every level from advanced to beginner novice. And I was so impressed with the riding, really the dressage riding. I didn't see anything else or nor would I really know what I was looking at, but it was cool. It was kudos to everyone. I think everyone's sort of for sure on the national championship level, uh, people know how important now your dressage is. And um, I saw some some great friends of Phil and mine there, some technical dressage coaches that were just there for dressage. Uh, so it was really cool. And kudos to everyone because the scores were, were in this case low because they go on reverse order. The scores were super low. Uh, it was very, very competitive. And let me tell you, if you, if you missed a transition, you were out basically, That's but fantastic to see and to cool. hear about because, yeah. uh, you know, nice dressage is, is wonderful to watch and it might not be, you know, super exciting at every level, but it's, it's nice to see a lot of harmony and balance and, and all the, you know, all the good things that you're supposed to be instilling in dressage happening on the on the day and and in yeah. the ring and in front of a judge you you want that to be the you want that to be the case so right uh, and you know. i think adventures have that reputation of you know maybe not having the best quality dressage but i will tell you the the work that i saw in all the rings you, you need to be better in dressage now to go to the national championships in eventing <laughs> you really do and that yeah, was really fun to see that yeah, was cool to see that's reality yeah mm-hmm yeah. Yep. So that was cool. So yeah. Fantastic. And then uh, we have just a, our, our, well, not just, but we have a, our local championships is this weekend. And then next weekend is regionals. 
So we are pedal to the metal right now on on things, and then then it'll settle down again in the in the fall. So, so. Are, are you, will you be riding in the regionals? Yes, yes, in the local championships. Follow me goes and does third level, and then Marcus, my other horse owned by Pam McKee, will do the second level and the second level freestyle. And then we go to Michigan next week. So it should be fun. Fingers crossed. You know, knock on wood. I feel like, you know, when you kind of go into a show like that and you feel fairly prepared and the horses, I'm knocking on wood and my head and anything else possibly close to me. Um, but, you know, I feel really nice. I feel prepared. I feel like the horses are, they can do the test, both of them quite well. And and, and we've done some test work this week and also done just some hill work to keep them happy and because uh, they'll have a quick turnover. They sh- they show, and then we leave uh, Thursday morning. They'll show till Sunday. And then so we'll be a little bit careful next week of some t- time off. And at this point, in my in my view, and I think, Phil, you're similar. If they're not trained to do the test by now, <laughs> you're not. I'm not going to change. It's not going to happen. Yeah. No, no. We can <laughs> yeah. make things better. We can we can make some geometry better. We can make the transitions a little sharper. But at this point, you know, they need to be fairly trained. So um, I, I feel pretty good with my guys. So I don't know. Fingers crossed. Knocking on wood. But it'll, it should be a good couple all weeks. Right. All right. Well, well. Good luck. But uh, before Thank you get you. to do all of that fun stuff, I think we got to put a show on here. So <laughs> we do. We do. I think we have a good show. one. Absolutely. We're going to start it off with Endelots. Really, he doesn't need an introduction, but I think you guys are going to love hearing from him and hearing about a story of his disappointment from the Pan Ams and then going to win the USEF I-1 Championships. Founded in 1973, the United States Dressage Federation has become the largest organization to represent a single Olympic equestrian discipline. At nearly 30,000 members strong, USDF is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org to learn more about USDF education, competition and award programs, and to shop our online store. Again, that's usdf.org, your online destination for dressage. Well, we are so excited tonight to have Endelots. He was a member of the Pan Am team uh, it, that went to Peru. He's going to tell us his story and the USCF national champion at Intermediate One. Endel, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, you have had quite a summer. Can you tell us how, well, Lucky obviously is doing great, but how did he recover after not going to the Pan Ams this year? Well, he, he, he recovered really well. You know, uh, it was just, um, it was, you know, of course, sad and, and a little bit worrisome, you know, all the stuff that happened. But, you know, he just, luckily, it was all just superficial cuts on him, you know, and uh, he had uh, he had a little bit of a piece out of the kind of just on the top of his hip. And then he had he had a cut on his uh, on his hawk. And that was, you know, when I saw the, you know, cut on the hawk, I, I just kind of, I knew that was not going to work and he wouldn't i mean you know it just wasn't going to work to get him you know down to Peru and have him you know perform and and you know kind of do what he needed to do and also of course wasn't you know fair to him throw him on on the flight and and everything and and then you know it's a cvi so i mean he can't have anything other than antibiotics and i, I just i could not you know i couldn't put him through that so uh, but he recovered really well i mean uh, he rested in a stall for about i think it's like nine days or so, and then we started uh, just, you know, nice, easy little walk work. And, you know, I mean, here he knew, you know, he, he knows his job and he knows what to do. So it wasn't really a bunch of drilling through movements or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I'd say the last, I mean, you know, it was probably, 
probably worked him six or seven days before Chicago, and then uh, then he shipped up to Chicago. You know, and that that trailer ride, I don't know, twenty seven hours or so, and uh, he got up there and and, and did, did really well. I was really happy with him. Fantastic, because yes, he got in an accident right on the way to the airplane going to Peru, yeah, right? I mean, it was... the, yeah, it was, uh, it was a little bit of a kind of a freak accident. The uh, butt bar snapped in half on the, on the transport going down there, just right down the middle. And then what it looks like is he was resting on that uh, on that butt bar. I mean, he's got a nice big Kim Kardashian butt. Um, <laughs> but his is all real, you know. From, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I think he was just kind of resting on that. I'm on the transport because I mean it's you know about an hour and a half drive down, and then when uh, when he was resting on that uh, that just just snapped in half and you know he he fell and got kind of stuck you know try you know on like his hind legs got a little stuck on the ground and so when he stood up he you know grazed his hip on the side of the trailer and then somewhere in that part you know slices. You know, it was pretty scary looking, but, you know, thankfully it was all just kind of superficial. And, yeah, I mean, I've traveled with him everywhere. And, I mean, on the transport back to Palm Beach Equine to get him all stitched up and, and everything, I mean, he just stood there. He didn't know really what was going on, you know, I mean, he, you know, because he, he liked all the, he gets along really well with all the all the horses on the team. So, I mean, he's kind of looking around, wondering what the heck was going on and, you know, like I've traveled with him in Europe multiple times, all over the place. And uh, I mean, he trailer's great. It was just kind of one of those things that's just bad luck. There's not much you can do about it. Oh, well, that was terrible. And we were really yeah. feeling for you when we heard about it, you know, here at the show. And and because there's so many people you know, sort of behind you and pulling for you, you see it all over social media and stuff. And so I think it was wonderful to hear how well Festival of Champions went and sort of a bit of a vindication. Did that? Did it feel like it that just, for you? Yeah, you know, it was. It was just like I, I you know, I, for me going up there, and I mean, I, I love that area because I grew up there, and I, you know, started riding and a little bit more competitively up there. And for me, it was just. I just really wanted to have like a fun time and and you know try to end things on on this year on a, on a good note and and you know my kind of you know main goal was from the beginning to make it on a team and then um, uh, after he was on the team I mean my main goal was uh, to do you know very well on the pre St George and then the the intermediate one because you know, I just I, I wanted to do a good job for for the team and then after. After, you know, all the stuff that happened, you know, I mean, my secondary goal, if I hadn't made the team, was, you know, to go up to Chicago and, and compete in the, the I-1 championships. And, I mean, it just kind of, you know, I mean, when one door closes, another door opens. And, and uh, it was just really fun. And I have to say, I mean, everybody just is so nice and so so positive and supportive and everything. And, I mean, it was just one of the nicest shows to uh you know, to be able to be a part of. And I mean, there were, you know, so many riders and everything. And I mean, everybody's been always very nice and, and, and very kind to me, but uh, it was just really above and beyond, you know, I mean, what, you know, how people reacted and how, how sweet they were, you know, for, for the horse and myself and a bunch of people were like, he even get hurt. I mean, what happened? I mean, he looks fine. And I said, yeah, I mean, you see here, you can see a little cut here and and you could see a little thing on his hip, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I can see it, but you can't tell anything when he's going. I said, yeah, I know. I said, you know, if Pan Am's, <laughs> um, if, yeah, I said, you know, if Pan Am's were, you know, months away, I said, yeah, no problem, 100% do it, you know, yeah. and I said, but, like, 
a week away, just I, I couldn't, you know, I was just, you know, right when I no, started, no, uh, yeah, for I sure. the Federation and I just said, no, nah, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. Well, I think you, that's an amazing horseman and you've had this horse a long time, right? What's your history with, with Lucky? You've had him a while. Yes. Yeah, I've had him since he was three. So I, I found him over in, in Belgium. I was looking for a horse for a line, and uh, she wanted like a, a nice St. George horse. And um, when I, you know, I was kind of driving all over the place on myself and I went to this farm and, you know, they showed me some St. George horses and, they weren't really for the person I was thinking of. And they said, well, we have a nice, you know, we have a nice gelding, you know, but, you know, it's three. And I said, yeah, I mean, I'm already here, so, I mean, I'll take a look at it. And it was kind of fun. I mean, it was, I don't know, the people were on a vacation beforehand. So I think I was looking at Lucky at maybe like midnight or one o'clock in the morning because they were getting back from their vacation. And so, I mean, I I rode him, you know, and and, uh, I just thought he was a really special horse. And I called the lady and I said, I didn't find what you're looking for. But I said, this is really nice horse. You know, it's a three-year-old. I said, you know, he's got, you know, three good gates. But I think, you know, I think he's got something really special in there. And she goes, I guess I don't want a three-year-old. I said, okay, no problem. Um, But I kind of couldn't get that horse out of my head. You know, long story short, ended up getting him and um, we ended, you know, he went to World Breeding Championships as a five-year-old. Um, he, uh, was second in the small final, so he made it into the big final. Um, and he, I think he ended up, I think, 11th in the world at that. And then I went back in, as a six-year-old and went to the World Championships again, um, competed there, and then he came back and then he won the, uh, six-year-old, uh, United States Equestrian Federation six-year-old championships in Chicago. Then I competed in the developing, uh, pre-St. George, and then he won that, and then, you know, this year, I, uh, you know, I mean, well, last year at the end of the championships, I just, you know, I, my, you know, I was already thinking then, you know, I said, I really think it would be really fun to, to make it on the Pan Am team. And I was the ultimate, I think you guys interviewed me like eight years ago. Probably. Yeah, you were on the show, I remember. Yeah, and it was really, really fun to be uh, be a part of that and, and be a part of, you know, that group with, you know, all these, you know, famous people, Stefan Peters and Heather Blitz. And I mean, it was really, really fun to be able to be in that group. And then, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was you know, a great experience you know, to be part of the group that we had going down to Peru. And um, yeah, it's just been, it's been a fun journey. That is so cool. So what's the next step? What are you doing next with Lucky? And the next step, I think, uh, will be to work on the uh, uh, Grand Prix. And, you know, we've been playing around with the, uh, you know, Piaf Passage and the Ones and all that. The last couple of years, because I really was uh, trying to focus on, you know, the Pan Am games. I mean, I really did not uh, go too much into the Piaf Passage stuff for the Ones. You know, I was really just trying to get the, the small tour test very solid and, and uh you know, really working well. So uh, I think, you know, working on that, you know, working on all the Grand Prix things, you can do all the movements, but just kind of getting him really comfortable and putting them all together. And, you know, he's such a, he really likes competing and he likes showing, he likes going out there. So I don't know exactly. I mean, I might do developing Grand Prix championships next year, but I, I he's done so much stuff and, and been, you know, so strong and, and supportive through everything that, uh, you know, I kind of let him uh, tell me what he's going to do. You know, I, I create a rough goal and a rough plan, but very much uh, let 
him kind of, you know, dictate, you know, how, how much we're going to push and what we're going to push on. And, you know, if we need to change, change the plan and, and do something else, then we do that. But uh, uh, it's very, very, uh, you know, very happy horse in the ring. And I just want to keep it that way. Oh, that's so cool. Well, Endel, we, we just are so happy and, and it was really fun to see you in Chicago and, and see your Pan Am team supporting you. And it was just, we were heartbroken for you, but very excited at the end of the summer. So how can our listeners find you online if they want to learn more about you and Lucky and, and your teaching, et cetera? Yeah, if, I mean, of course, you know, there's Facebook and, uh, you know, I'm, you know, Endel Autzen on Facebook. My website is uh, Endel Autzen Dressage. Com, uh, Instagram is Endo Ops. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, uh, I think if you Google me, you'll find my website or, you know, anything, <laughs> phone number, email is all on there. So pretty straightforward. Fantastic. Well, thanks, Endo. And we can't wait to hear and talk to you when Slucky is national championship at Grand Prix. <laughs> That's a plan. <laughs> Deal. Well, right after this commercial break from Kentucky Performance Products, we're going to come back with Mackenzie Pierre all the way from Germany. The sun is just peeking above the tree line as you walk into the barn. You grab your horse's halter off the hook and head out to the field. The dew shimmers in the sun as you walk across the damp grass. You call his name and his head comes up as he walks toward you looking for the apple in your pocket. You take your time grooming, enjoying the peace and quiet in the empty barn. A refreshing breeze greets you as you start down the tree-lined path. Your horse ambles along on a loose rein as you both enjoy a relaxing ride. The feeling you get on an early morning hack is why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Microphase. Fill the nutritional gaps in your horse's diet Microphase vitamin and mineral supplement is a low-calorie way to provide your horse with the vitamins and minerals missing from their diet. The horse that matters to you matters to us. Well, tonight we are so happy to have the dressage seat medal final champion from USCF National Finals, the 14 to 18 division, Mackenzie Peer. And she was also the champion in the Junior National Championship from Overland Park, Kansas. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. I know. And so actually you are not in America. You are in Germany, right? What are you doing over there? Hi, I'm at Krusterhof with Johan Hinnemann riding horses. Um, actually, I met him last winter in California riding with my trainer, David Whiteman. And he said that I should come to his barn here and try and learn as much as I can and um, see how things are done here. So, you know, cleaning stalls, sleeping, riding horses. And how long are you over there for? I am here for the month of October. I flew here right after festival, right after actually the class on Sunday. Um, and then I am flying home September 25th um, to, I actually, I'm flying home to go to regionals at um, our region four championship, um, which are the weekend of the, the 27th of September. So busy. Wow. But, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You are really busy. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Well, tell us what happened at festival. You had a great time at the dressage heat medal finals, right? Yeah, it was 
super. I've actually, I've done the class a couple times. Um, so to have this, you know, be my last year, I went in just like, okay, I'm just going to have fun. Um, I'm riding a super horse, um, Quantum, owned by Nicole Helland. Um, and I was just going out there to have fun. I had some uh, really close friends in the class. And I was just like, you know, this is my last year. Whatever happens, happens. Like, I, I have fun and we'll see. And it, it turned out really well. And um, I couldn't be happier. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, tell us a little bit. Now, that is your horse or did you you, you use him just for the finals? Um, he's actually he's had a horse that I've been riding for a few years now owner so not mine but I, I didn't just use him for the for the class oh fantastic now is he are you, is he in California or is he in Kansas he is in California now we're I'm gonna try having a girl lease him and see how that goes for some time because um, he's actually for sale so so we'll yeah know, where uh, the journey goes but he's uh, he's in California fantastic so tell us while you're in Germany what are some things that you've learned that's a little bit different over there versus, you know, here in the U.S.? Sure. So one of the things is, like, they have a they have a big track here that goes around one of the big pastures. So a lot of times if we get a horse ready for chef or we're just, have, you know, have a horse that needs to walk a little more, we'll go out on the track and just, you know, walk two laps each direction and, um, in Kansas, I didn't really have anything like that. So for me, it's just like, you know, being in this different country and the scenery is different. And it's just kind of, you know, I find it a little more relaxing than what I'm used to. Of course, the the work is, is still for sure there. I was kind of warned before coming here that it was lots and lots of work. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's certainly worth it and it's actually not as bad as everyone made it out to seem and there's there are more girls here so we kind of you know in the morning we start with the cleaning stalls and we all do stalls and feed and then we have a break for breakfast which I'm a fan of because I, <laughs> I love food and then we start riding no we love that comment because we love that you love breakfast <laughs> in Germany because the German yeah. breakfasts are great and yes there is stopping yes, for meals which bread. Yeah, I, that doesn't happen. A, a lot of, a lot of carbohydrates are involved in breakfast in Europe. Yeah. 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 My favorite. My favorite. But yeah, so we break for, for breakfast, and that's um, we do that all together, all the girls. And then once we're done with that, we start riding. So everyone, you know, kind of gets told, um, either Chef or the or his main rider here, Steffi, Stephanie Wolf, will kind of dole out horses, like who gets on who first. and. And then we just, you know, we start getting ready and they all have to be, you know, nice and clean and tail brushed and bridle wiped off and, you know, we get on and start riding. So there'll be about five or six of us all in the indoor arena and chef comes in and, you know, he starts, starts yelling at us like, you know, this is wrong. That looks good. And um, it's kind of hard because I, I really don't know German. <laughs> So, Sometimes yeah, probably better. Yelling stuff. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. I don't, I don't get all the, all the, um, probably some of the things the other girls over here. <laughs> but you know, when he when he starts yelling in English, that's when I know it's me, and I have to that's pay attention. Yeah, but, yeah. You. you better pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
But yeah, so we just, we, we do that for a couple of hours until two. And then we have an afternoon break kind of for lunch. Um, I usually, I've been reading a book. So I usually eat some cereal and read my book. And then we go back and we continue riding at three until we start feeding. That's basically, you know, kind of my, my daily routine. So yeah. Okay. That, that sounds like you're getting a lot of, a lot of learning in a lot of riding, a lot of learning. Yeah. So yeah, I just sure. wanted to return to, you know, the festival of champions. Was that, was that your, your first ride at that festival or were you there last year? I've, I've actually, I've been there a couple years now. Um, actually, I started the class when I was in the 13 and under division. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of a funny story. My very first year of doing the class at 13 and under, I was the girl that got bucked off her little pony. Okay. <laughs> and, okay. Oh no, we wouldn't have known that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I was that kid, and um, it's actually it's funny they changed the rule, and kind of some of the people that know the story call it the Kennedy rule. But now everyone in that class, there has to be a horse in the arena with the kid riding the pattern. Okay. Because what happened was I went to go do my pattern alone, and my horse saw all the other horses standing <laughs> away from it, and decided that is not cool. So I got bucked off. Oh. I ended up not winning, of course. Yeah, you can't win from the ground. Yeah. No, no. I, I landed on my feet, so luckily it That's wasn't so embarrassing. But it was still, it was mortifying. You know, every time I go for this class now, I'm like, oh gosh, please don't fall off. But, so I've come a bit of a, a bit of a ways, but it's been fun, yeah. But this year was much better. Well, what's what's your future plan? Yeah. Well, I'm hoping, you know, now that I'm I'm done with that class now, I'm moving on. But um, I'm hoping to kind of look, start looking at things like young riders and maybe the, the U25 in the future. I actually have a two-year-old, so, you know, not, not too much of that. But I'd like maybe to try the, you know, young and developing horse with her and and kind of see where that takes me. Fantastic. Well, Mackenzie, we can't we can't wait to have you back on the show, and we wish you all the best of luck yeah. while you're in Germany. Thank you. Well, Phil, I've been using my Stability Stirrup Leathers from Total Saddle Fit a lot because we've been riding a lot, getting ready for all these national <laughs> championships and regional championships and all the things. And as always, I really, really like them, and I'm so thankful. I actually uh, had two students try them out today. And both of which really, really like these stirrups. I'm, they, they actually asked me, they said, oh, I, I've heard on the radio about these stirrups. Let me try them. No problem. And they both loved them. And so this is something we both believe in, isn't it? I've actually discovered one problem with the stability stirrup leathers. Is Uh-oh. that now I'm now noticing when I'm not riding <laughs> yes. in them, the stirrup leathers are on the other saddles are bugging me. It's true. So if that's not really a problem with the stirrup leathers, I know, but it just means I'm going to have to buy a few more pairs because I'm 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 noticing the difference more and more. You know, I I, mm-hmm. I was switching saddles around a little bit and and riding different horses. I'm like, oh, this is am, am I getting a rub? You know, like on my leg. I mean, is this is this happening? I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to travel everywhere with my stability stirrup leathers. So uh, we love the products. We love Total Saddle Fit. Justin there is really great to us and products that are awesome and they have 
great money back guarantees. Um, you can check it all out at totalsaddlefit.com. Absolutely. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, Phil, you have a Total Saddle Fit tip of the week for us. What you got? Well, I'm just going to bring you something that's been bugging me for a couple of weeks. You know, just training things I'm going through with, you know, teaching students and, and riding myself. And I thought that we'd bring we'd bring back some more tips about the 10-meter circle because this mm-hmm. is a movement that gets introduced kind of early. You know, in first level test one, you've got to do a half a 10-meter circle, back to the track sort of movement. And then in second level, there's lots of them. Third level, you have to do them in canter, you know. Um, so it's a fundamental movement, and I see it performed poorly a lot. So I think that's that was my inspiration for talking about it today. Uh, I think something very important that people don't realize is that the the thing that's going to give you the most success around a 10-meter circle in, in its size and shape and balance is not more bend. I see a lot like riders that want to really bend the neck a whole lot and pull on the inside rein, uh, which leaves the purpose of the exercise really somewhere not happening. So the point of the 10-meter of the circle is to improve the bend in the body. So if you're bending the neck a whole bunch and a ton, you're actually going to find that the horse is bending the body less and less and less because uh, because they can escape through whether through the outside shoulder or the outside hip, you, you'll find you'll see and you'll find your horse really much more difficult to steer, very difficult to get around in the correct size and shape of that 10 meter circle, and all kinds of problems. So when I'm introducing the horses to a 10 meter circle, I actually want to start with a little bit of counterbend. By doing that, by taking the nose a little bit to the outside of the, of the horses body i can actually get the shoulder around Mm -hmm. much more and create the right size and shape of circle and actually control the horse's body better as long as i'm using my outside leg correctly a little bit behind the girth and and trying to what you're you're trying to do is to push the horse around the 10 meter circle not pull them around the 10 meter circle so um, when you do that you're able to you know balance the horse better through his body the horse is more capable of stepping under underneath himself with the inside hind not losing the hips to the outside you're able to control your energy a lot better because you're not pulling on the mouth you know all these great things and then slowly i'm going to introduce that and once i've got the size and shape correct then i'm going to start to introduce a little bit a little bit of inside bend to the small circle and and really trying to maintain the tempo and the horse's energy throughout that circle and then, then you're going to have success in making actual 10-meter circles. But it's very obvious when you're going over the center line that it's not 10 meters. And people yeah. struggle, and they try and pull more and more on the inside rein, and they struggle, and they struggle, and then, and then it gets worse and worse and worse. So just try, just try a little counterbend through your small circles. I think you'll have a lot more success. So that's, I, that's my tip. It. That's what I've been harping on. Maybe you have some additional thoughts you. on that. No, yeah. I I think that's great. And just just in general, 10-meter circles are a place. And, and I learned this. I scribed one year for young riders here when it was here. And there's a 10-meter circle in the pre-St. George. And I will tell you, those kids did a great shoulder in. 
did a great half pass, but their actual their it's their eight. circle it's eight in St. George. Ter- oh, it's eight. I'm sorry. It's, it's eight. eight. Yeah, You're it's right. even smaller. Well, yeah, it was even smaller. But they would they write keep, ten. They, they make would, it ten well, in, in the St. George. You see, they lots make of it ten. Oh, yeah. and 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 they, nobody rode those well, and it was like. Oh man, you know, they are literally the same points as the shoulder and in the half pass. So you're like, oh my gosh. So I learned that lesson to pay attention to those circles because they are really a place. Yeah, Yeah. they're hard. Fundamental to training. You know, Mm -hmm. if you get it right, like a a judge, a trainer, like everybody's like, yes, that's, that's how you develop the horse. Right. So I love that idea of, of the little counterflexion slash, you know, really controlling the outside shoulder and controlling the outside rein because that is part of it. So I think that that's a yeah, fantastic It's a big tip. part that people people fail to, you know. Yeah. People think about bend as always through through the, you know, what they can see in front of them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, through the neck, through the jaw, through the – but actually, you know, everybody will tell you as you develop the horse up to FEI levels and further, like the straightness – of that piece of the horse is just so important. Huge. You have to be working on bending the body. Yeah. So. Huge. Anyways, well done. That was my tip. Yeah. I love it. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Well, again, thanks to Total Saddle Fit at totalsaddlefit.com for all I do for the show. And we hope you enjoyed our tip for the week. And Phil, as always, we love email and Facebook shout outs from everybody. We like it on our Facebook page. We like it on the Horse Radio Network page. Load us up. We love it. So keep them coming. The, the United States Dressage Federation is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org for more information. That's www.usdf.org, the online destination for dressage. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. If you need to find me, the best way is through Facebook, or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a show, and don't forget to check out all the other shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. As always, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week. 